Hello everyone, this is your host, Brandy Williamson. I am a birth and postpartum mental performance coach. I've designed this podcast to offer you a unique combination of performance psychology principles and faith-based insights to support you along your journey of motherhood every step of the way. Welcome back to Mom Material. Justin and I got to the hotel after what was supposed to be the easiest day of travel from our initial move to Missouri. For the last 30-something minutes, Isaac had been crying nonstop after a series of these bouts and multiple road stops later. There was a numb feeling deep inside me, somewhere in between breaking out in tears and yelling to the top of my lungs. I was beyond worn out. All I wanted to do was go in a quiet room, take a bath and have no one needing anything for me probably due to my lack of patience and extremely short fuse Justin and I got into an argument on how he thought I needed to respond differently while I was stressed out giving me examples of what he does when he gets stressed out okay don't do this husbands if you're listening not only was this not helpful it set me over the edge that little match for fire that ended up with him leaving the hotel room and working in the business center office in our hotel until he finally came back to sleep around 10 o'clock. The next morning, we both apologized and worked everything out and set out for the remainder of our trip to Missouri. Out of my own failures and mishaps, I've compiled lessons learned and practical tips from road tripping with a four-month-old. So please, please, please learn from me so you do not have to go through these same experiences. Before I get into the practical tips, I feel compelled by the Holy Spirit to pray for the church and pray for Israel. For those of you who have not heard, Israel was attacked last week by Hamas, a terrorist group that's sole stated purpose is to eradicate Jews and anyone that does not bend the knee to Islam and Allah, including Christians. We are enemies to their Islamic religion. These fighting age males invaded Israel and proceeded to massacre, rape, torture over a thousand innocent people, including mothers, babies, and the elderly. And they took hundreds of people captive back to Gaza, including Americans, where they are using them and their own civilians to hide behind as human shields. I ask that you join with me in praying for Israel and the church right now. Lord, you are sovereign. You alone are powerful. God Almighty, I ask that you set the captives free from their bondage under these wicked individuals. Lord, I pray for protection over Israel, that you would seal their borders, that none would be able to invade into this land. God, I ask that you give your comfort and peace to these families that have lost their children, to husbands that have lost their wives, to the brides that have lost their husbands, and to the children who have become orphans. Lord, avenge your people, destroy these evildoers, foil their plans, and give favor, wisdom, and insight to the IDF. Father, I ask in Jesus' name, hearts would be repentant, and you would pour out your salvation on this land and in all of the Middle East, that people would leave the Islamic faith in droves and serve you, Jesus. 
Lord, give boldness and love to the church in this dark hour to go out and proclaim the gospel to the nations and give us wisdom on how to help Israel during this time. It is in your holy name, Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is a nonprofit organization that blesses Israel and the Jewish people around the world with life-saving care and humanitarian aid. If you want to help Israel, you can donate now to provide emergency aid by typing in International Fellowship of Christians and Jews or by going to the link in the show notes. After our disagreement at the hotel, I found myself desperately searching for answers on Google as to why my brain just can't disengage with Isaac crying. I found an article that actually found a significant difference between genders on how they cognitively respond to an infant's cries. The participants, parents and non-parents alike, passively listened to white noise with intermittent cries from infants while inside an fMRI scanner to measure their neural responses. The researchers found women experience a deactivation in the dorsal medial prefrontal cortex and posterior cingulate cortex compared to men. Women mentally leave the resting state or mind-wandering state and instantly become more attentive to the cries, whereas men actually stay or can stay in that same resting state in the midst of these hunger cries. So practical tip number one, have the baby ride with the father on road trips if you're taking two separate cars. It was so hard for me to call Justin while Isaac was crying to tell him what exit we needed to pull over at so I could feed him while I was emotionally and mentally flooded during this whole ordeal. Instead, just have your husband drive with the baby. It's much easier for them to handle the cries and just call you and tell you where you all need to pull over to feed the baby. Whether the baby is with the dad or you're all riding in the same vehicle, do yourself a favor and have everything accessible and ready to go. What I mean by this is have the car shades up and the cover over the car seat instead of waiting for the sun to rise like I did to do anything because at that point the baby is up from their nap and probably crying and this could all be avoided by putting that stuff up before you leave. And this includes toys and teethers, having them in reach of the baby. Obviously, keep in mind safe sleep, so you're not going to have things that can suffocate them while you can't really see them, but you are going to have the opportunity to give them a, a toy or a teether. So have them in reach. So Isaac is four months old and he has the ability to reach and grasp for objects. He could actually entertain himself with the toys near him or the teethers near him. So we really didn't have to do much for him. If you have the luxury of riding together, leave room for yourself in the back seat with the baby if he's being fussy. It is much easier to take a quick pit stop and hop in instead of having to shove your way in the back, squished as you angrily make your way to the baby and avoid all this just by organizing your car beforehand, shoving all the junk, all the stuff in the trunk. It's going to take some time and some planning on the front end, but it's going to be much better while you're on the road. Tip number two, map out the road trip. The main theme throughout this whole process is to be proactive instead of reactive. You know how long your baby usually naps, how long they usually take to eat, and typically stay awake. Isaac is four months old, so our rhythm with him is eat, sleep, and play. 
does not need to change even when you're on the road trip. The only thing that might change is the length of each portion. So for us, Isaac will normally nurse for 10 minutes, stay awake for an hour to 15 to an hour 30 minutes, he usually naps for an hour. So you will use this information to map out a proactive stopping route along the way. What you want to do is stop before your baby gets up and gets fussy and you're beyond stressed out because the next gas station might be 35 minutes away. Avoid this at all costs. I used to think that I wanted to squeak out every minute of time he was asleep and drive for as long as possible to get to my destination that much faster. Take it from me, this doesn't work and you will be tense the whole time. Any type of squeak coming out of your baby will send an alarm bells to you like you don't know where you're at and you might have to get off the road uh, quickly in order to feed him or console him. So don't do this. It's going to create anxiety and it's just not worth it. So know that the road trip with a baby looks different, obviously, except that it will take more time, unlike me, and make that time you do have on the road trip way more enjoyable with this tip. So get out your phone and type in the destination. You can divide the trip into miles. Every mile normally takes around one minute. With that in mind, plot when your baby will typically wake up from his nap and be ready to eat. For us, Isaac is awake around an hour and 15 minutes, sleeps around an hour, gives us two hours to drive because remember, you're wanting to find a spot, park, and feed before he gets fussy. For me, I map out where 120 miles would be because 60 miles is normally an hour of driving, so I'm just doubling that since Isaac will be fine for two hours. Do this throughout your route and you will have a much better experience. Tip number three, have a rhythm with your spouse when you do stop. This is where Justin and I were naturally the strongest. We switched roles or helped each other out to decrease the amount of time we spent stationary. I was thinking about an acronym to help explain our rhythm and I came up with this. F-A-S-T, fast. Feed, assist, swap, take off. So let's look at each letter. F stands for feed. So I nurse Isaac while Justin is doing what he needs to do, whether that's going to the bathroom or filling up the car. I'm doing my thing and Justin's doing his thing. A stands for assist. Assist with the diaper. After you feed the baby, you'll need to change his diaper. Next is swap places. Once your baby is ready for a diaper change, swap places with your husband. For us, this looked like Justin would come and change Isaac's diaper while I went to the bathroom, got us something to eat, or filled up the car. Finally, T stands for takeoff. Get back to driving and you will be there before you know it. Our road trip mantra is to be proactive instead of reactive. If you're taking two cars, have the baby ride with your father. It's easier for them to deal with the crying. If you are riding together, leave room in the back seat next to the baby if he gets fussy. Have everything organized before you drive off. Map out your trip. This will take some time on the front end, but will ensure you're not stopping at some sketchy hotel feeding your wailing baby. Nobody wants that. Lastly, use the FAST acronym to save time on your stops. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode, Tackling Moving Houses with a Four-Month-Old. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to rate the show and write a review to let me know what topics you're most interested in. 
Also, remember to save your spot for my upcoming childbirth, postpartum, and high-performing families masterclass launch this January. You can reserve your spot by going to the book online section of my website, matrescencebirth.com. Thanks for listening.